The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by the Valentine Museum. Its Richmond History Makers event honors the individuals, organizations, objects, and even moments that have shaped Richmond's history over the past 125 years. Thursday, April 11th, part of a week-long celebration at the Valentine. Tickets can be purchased at richmondhistorymakers.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. A task force to establish a civilian review board on police misconduct in Richmond presented their recommendations to City Council Monday afternoon. Those recommendations included giving the board subpoena power and excluding law enforcement from serving as members. However, the families of police violence victims are objecting to the task force's suggestion that the board not have retroactive disciplinary power. That means that Marcus David Peters and the hundreds of protesters assaulted by Richmond police last summer won't be able to seek justice through the board they played a critical role in creating. The Richmond Public Safety Committee meets September 28th to continue discussing the recommendations. It's been a little over a year since Dominion and Duke Energy Companies announced they were canceling the Atlantic Coast Pipeline. Its legacy is particularly fraught in the small town of Union Hill, Virginia. VPM's Ben Pavier collaborated with Floodlight News to investigate what happened. Union Hill is a historic black community that traces its roots to the 1860s. It's also the site the pipeline companies chose to build a large compressor station. Paul Wilson is a church pastor in the area. All of the destructive forces from that pipeline was going to rest in the black community. African Americans face higher risk of premature death from pollution. And critics like Wilson argued the pattern would play out again in Union Hill. Dominion continued to push, preparing a report claiming that Union Hill's residents are mostly white. Geographer Stephen Metz says locals were in the best position to say who live there. You know, as soon as somebody from a local community comes to a meeting and says, I don't agree with this study, that's a real red flag. The state air board ignored those concerns and approved the facility's permits in 2019, only to have a federal appeals court revoke it a year later. Now, other marginalized communities across the U.S. are waging similar fights against pipelines. That era of of just accepting it, I think, is really over. Landowners across Virginia are now pushing Dominion to return over 2,000 easements. It's not clear yet when that'll happen. Ben Pavier, VPM News. Virginia's redistricting commission is shifting its region-by-region approach to focus on statewide maps. This comes after an assessment of how much work still lies ahead. According to the Richmond Times-Dispatch, the commission is directing mapmakers for both parties to submit separate proposed maps for all 100 House districts and all 40 Senate districts for consideration at next Monday's meeting. Proposed maps for the State House and Senate are due October 10th, while maps for U.S. House seats are due by October 25th. The legislature will then vote up or down whether to accept the maps. No amendments are permitted. Richmond's Health District Director, Dr. Danny Avula, told the school board Monday night that the state has received federal funds specifically for enhanced COVID testing in schools. Our team has absolutely been working on and planning uh, using those funds to initiate testing here at RPS. Details about how the tests will be rolled out are still being discussed, Avula said. According to RPS, staff who received a medical or religious vaccine exemption will be prioritized for weekly COVID tests. The district is weighing who will be prioritized next, for example, athletes or elementary school students. 
On Monday night, Richmond School Board member Kenya Gibson recommended removing police from city schools by June 30th, 2023. That's when the district's contract with the police department is up for renewal. We have to go back to where this story started, which was the death of George Floyd. We were called as a country to really recognize where we're at and how much more work we have to do. Gibson's motion failed three to six. The board postponed a vote on a separate proposal from Superintendent Jason Cameras until next Monday night. That proposal would maintain the district's relationship with RPD, but create a committee to oversee work with police to end student arrests for nonviolent offenses. And Gregory Cuffey, chairman of the Hopewell School Board, passed away Sunday morning. The news of his death was announced by Superintendent Melody Hackney in a Facebook post. His cause of death was not released. Cuffey had been a member of the school board since 2015. He also served on Hopewell City Council for four years and was vice mayor from 2008 through 2010. He worked alongside former mayor Brenda Pelham, who told VPM News that Cuffey was, quote, a great man, father, and community supporter, and without a doubt, I'm glad he chose Hopewell as his adult home. This is VPM News. This newscast was recorded on... Tuesday, September 14th at 6 p.m. Some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. PM.